I love lists. I make them all the time. I see heads nodding. And now there are ways to make them electronically. There are fabulous apps. I have several apps on my phone that make me that allow me to keep different kinds of lists. And I've decided I like them because, really, it is a moment when I feel closest to being a goddess or a god. A list is that moment where I think I'm in control. I just make a couple of items one after the other, and I'm in control, and life is orderly. It is not messy. I'm able to keep a glorious list and things flow. Well, except they don't. And then as I talk to people about lists, they point out how we'll make lists and then maybe not list everything we have to do or notice, huh, I didn't put that on the list. I forgot to pack that. But anyway, I adore lists. I'm a list person, and I realize I may be a minister because religious traditions are filled with lists. I mean, what's the Ten Commandments? But a fabulous list. And then Jesus says, yeah, that's a great list, but you know what? I know one better. There are only two. So how delicious is that when you have a list of ten and you go, no, I just need two. Muslims have lists. The Jews have lists and laws. Buddhists, Eightfold Path. We Unitarian Universalists, we have a list of sources, six. List of principles, seven. If you haven't picked up the annual report, I thought, what is an annual report but a heck of a list? list of all the committees and what they've been doing, a list of what each committee has done. You know, I got into this moment where I thought, well, a list is everything. It's, uh, we need the religion of lists. That's what's most important. But they're useful because they are memory devices and they do help settle all the chaos that's in our minds. And we need devices to help us remember what what does come next and how can we set boundaries on all the choices we have. Well, I've also been thinking, since this is the day of our annual meeting and we're kind of reviewing last year and thinking about what we've done and we've made a budget, which is what is a budget but a list, of how we're going to spend our money. It's a roadmap. It's not exactly how we will, but that's what we intend to do. We intend to spend our money this way and make a list of goals. But I also started thinking about how this church, and there's not a person I have not had this conversation with about how many incredible volunteers there are. So just this week, There are all these unsung heroes. There were emails sent as people planned and plotted different events for the church or different committees or tried to get today organized. There was a group of people who came and helped take care of a hawk that hit our window and was stunned and 
ultimately um, went to the vet and had to be euthanized. There were, there, there, uh, someone knew we were going to have walking meditation today, so they made sure the paths were right and that there were special things on benches. And I had intended, and I think we will later in June, to make a list to say thank you to everyone. So here's the danger of that list. Someone will get left off. This particular group does so many different things that it's a list that's virtually impossible to make of all of the things we do for each other. Just that simple, how are you doing? is an expression of thank you and gratitude. I'm glad you're here, and I, I, I care about who you are and how you're feeling and what's going on in your life. So I'm reading a book based on lists about what is a healthy congregation, and there are 12 hallmarks of a healthy congregation. And what I like about it is it talks about a culture of gratitude and what it means when we do acknowledge to each other that we are grateful. So for you humanist scientists, I had to say, wait, this is not just some minister up here saying you need to be grateful, but we are here to change your brain synapses because if you do concrete acts of thank you that will change the wiring and that change lasts beyond just that instant it can last for weeks so if you add them up and keep doing them and have a spiral of gratitude then it completely changes your outlook on life and the article mentions it changes all those around you so gratitude and saying thank you, uh, you can see it as the most catching germ that it will spread no matter how hard you try to keep it from spreading if you are willing to say thank you. I have an image of what if our board of trustees, and I, I host staff meetings. Uh, there are committee meetings that are held regularly. What if writing a single thank you card was integral to every single one of those agendas? What if the committee, before they got to their work, said, hmm, who can we be thankful for, to, and wrote a thank you note. How would that change how we do our business and as we gather a year from now? What would that look like? How different? And we've talked before about some of the harder thank yous. Um, I, as I prepared for this sermon, I kept thinking, oh, I am my mother, I am my mother. <laughs> write thank you notes, write thank you notes. But there is deep spiritual wisdom in that, that the act of writing a note and the act of receiving one, I save mine. 
And when things seem gloomy, <laughs> Ken laughs, which doesn't happen often, and some of it has nothing to do with what's going on with the church and my, just my own brain synapses, tendency towards depression, I'll pull those out. And I keep the electronic ones, too. Oh, right. That did touch someone, and they were grateful. Oh, right, I should thank, that felt so good, I'm going to thank someone else. So I want you to make a list. First, I want you to make a list of what you might be grateful for here at Hope. It can be very personal. It can be big and broad. And I want to give you a second to think about what that might be. Someone brings me water every Sunday, and I am grateful, ushers, for that water. And I wanted to have you think about your list like a poem. Uh, anyone who has taught writing knows that a list poem is a common way to get people over um, writer's block and to get them thinking about poetry and not be so afraid. And they just say, make a list. All you have to do is start with a certain phrase and make a list, repeating that phrase over and over. I was going to read one that I loved that uh, it's written by a, uh, a man in New York who's not a poet who attended a workshop and it's called Don't Give Me Advice. So while I'm reading this, I want you to be thinking about what you're thankful for here at Hope. You have not crossed the bridges I have crossed. You have not listened to the music I have listened to. You have not been in the top of the World Trade Center the way I've been there. You have not seen the waves I have seen. You have not fallen from a horse the way I have fallen. You have not felt the guns on your neck the way I have felt them. You have not been in the sea with a big storm in a little boat the way I have been. So while that wasn't a poem about saying thank you, it's a reminder that each one of us perceives and experiences this community and our lives and have different things to be thankful for. And uh, we've talked about this before. It is easy to be thankful for those who make our lives better, but um, thankfulness, uh, the PhD in thankfulness, is about beginning to be grateful for those who make our lives difficult but help us see things anew. So depending on your political persuasion, being thankful for our president. Can you get there? <laughs> as, uh, as the Buddha taught, your enemy is your teacher. And there are some here for whom Trump is the ideal president and how to be thankful for that. 
I want to read to you from Oliver Sacks. He was a scientist. And his final, before he died, he wrote a series of essays that were in The New Yorker. And he wrote, um, they collected them into a book called Gratitude. My, my predominant feeling is one of gratitude. So he knows he's dying. I have loved and been loved. I have given much, and I have been given something in return. Above all, I've been a sentient being, a thinking animal on this beautiful planet. And that in itself has been an enormous privilege and adventure. So since writing thank you notes rewire our brains, and Maggie generously made some thank you cards, you don't have to write these right now, but I am going to give you some time to do that. Pass those around. And you may not know who, you, who to thank. There may be something that, that you appreciate here at Hope, but I have no idea who it is. You can seal your envelope and just um, write on it. And if anyone needs a pen, I'll put that here. Um, And you can go home and write this and mail it, or we will mail it for you. But this is a chance to thank someone just today. I'm grateful for those who showed up today. Sometimes we don't think our coming, our presence, our physical being is enough. Need more cards? We got more cards, don't you worry. I'm going to give you about two minutes to write down what you might who you might want to thank or what you might want to thank. I'll put this basket on the administrator's desk and if you want us to address it and mail it, we can do that or you can take it home and address it and mail it or we can just make sure it goes to whomever. And I want you to think about who's not in this room. There are people down in religious education who are with our children. So we're able to have a... They need some more. I'm going to give you two minutes. To whom are you grateful today in our community?
two minutes is about the time I would spend on them when I was, you know, eight years old. <laughs> Thank you, our Aunt Martha, for the underwear. <laughs> but we know from science that if you physically wrote, as well as whether you just imagined writing one, that your brain is now changed. Isn't that astonishing? So as we talk about who we wish to become in the next 50 years, as we vote on a budget and a vision of who we want to become, I say I hope we become a congregation that is filled with gratitude for the good and the bad, the hard and the easy. And that we let that ripple out beyond us for decades to come. And I encourage you as you go about your week this week to at least once a day stop and say, you know, I am thankful for and either write it down or say it aloud or stop enough so that it is something that you are aware you are doing and rewire yet another synapse. I am deeply grateful for your willingness and your, your expressions of gratitude and your creativity. May it be so.